Hi, welcome to Pop Vultures. I'm Lucy. And I'm Sarah. And this is the podcast where we pick apart some of pop culture's finest and unfinest hours. Unfinest is a word if you're wondering. Don't look I'm it up. an entertainment reporter, so I basically spend all of my day either chatting to or about celebrities. I am not, but not knowing very much about something has never stopped me talking about it before. Basically, we just really love pop culture, but we really hate trashy tabloids. So sit down. Or stand. Or do yoga. Or run. Or do some laundry and share your love of everything pop culture in a safe space with two girls who sound exactly the same. I don't know if you heard this, Sarah, but Taylor Swift had a song out. Oh my God. Yeah. No way. New material from Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's new, no idea. new information to me. <laughs> I hadn't heard. Oh my God, I literally had to talk about it so much. It was like my whole life for the last month. <laughs> What's Taylor going to do? What's Taylor going to do? What she's going to do is release a terrible song. Anyway. On the day that it came out, wait, just one tiny thing and then we're not going to talk about the song anymore. On the day that it came out, I was at work and I had to book a delivery um, using UPS careers. Did not expect to go on the UPS website and have her face and new album cover plastered over the entire UPS homepage worldwide. No way. Being like, I, I guess maybe they're sponsoring her tour or there was like some kind of competition Sponsored I think they were doing. Sponsored by UPS. And I was like, is there no escape? <laughs> UPS are into this? They're deep into this. Oh, I guess they'll be the ones delivering her album, won't they? I guess so. Hand delivering. Hand delivered, signed for. We're not going to talk about the video or the song because I will literally go on for we can't. 17 hours. That's not enough time. But I will talk about, right, so she has caused more controversy um, because she's kind of tried to do this nice thing, I think. I want to think she has good intentions, but basically Taylor has tried to battle the ticket touts, which is a thing that a lot of bands are talking about in the last couple of years. I think it's important. Yeah, like the lead singer of You Me at Six did this big campaign against secondary ticketing because basically people will buy up bulk things of tickets and then sell them for extortionate prices to people who are just desperate to see their favourite bands. Yeah. And a lot of times it means that either, yeah, fans have paid loads of money for them or the arena will be empty. So like yeah. Rihanna sold out at the O2 last year and it was half empty so because sad. ticket touts had like bought tickets and then hadn't sold them. Say, in terms of production, to produce an arena tour like that is not cheap. Yeah. Those tickets have to be expensive in the first place because if you're putting on a show in an arena, it needs to be amazing. So you are going to do like the pyrotechnics They're going to be like 80 pounds. Yeah, and to then have it go up so much in price because someone is selling them on, you're pricing out so many fans. And I totally get it why yeah. people just can't do that. And I think it's sad. So what Taylor has done is she has teamed up with Ticketmaster. They've, they've released this really cheesy video and it's really bad. But basically, for her actual fans to be getting tickets to her concerts when they eventually go on sale, tour's not announced yet. But when they go on sale, obviously there's going to be like a mad dash for the first five minutes and they're going to sell out immediately. Yeah, like but she's seconds. basically created a priority queue that means that real fans will be in that queue and they have the chance to get tickets. But in order to get into that queue, they have to do like fun tasks. And those tasks include promoting her on social media or watching her video like a minimum number a day. It's kind of like, I think it was like four or five times a day just to get the views up. Doesn't need it. Yeah, um, you're fine, Taylor. And then like buying merchandise or like pre-ordering her album. Not a fun task. Yeah, I would argue for spending my money. A fun, fun task, thing to do. Fun way to empty my bank account, maybe. Yeah, it literally was like, fun games involve buying merchandise. I can imagine a situation, especially for a pop star like Taylor Swift and the kind of audience that she has, which is, you know, 
teen, Shout. a lot of teen girls. I mean, it's huge, yeah. But it's a lot of teen girls. Oh, yeah. The kinds of people that would go and see her live, for sure. And I imagine a situation where a dad, for example, is just trying to do a nice thing. He is not going to... I mean, my dad loves me. For, of that, I am sure. He would never watch Taylor Swift video multiple times a day, like, be tweeting about the release of her album. <laughs> oh, my God. Or I want to see like your that. dad being like... Help me get to hashtag Tay-Tay. <laughs> like, that's not going to be happening at all, ever. For like, him, my dad he is not alone in the dad club. Yeah, there. my dad exclusively uses Twitter to, like, complain to Microsoft Office. <laughs> and then it would be, like, peppered in with, like, get Lucy to Tay-Tay. <laughs> like, I don't need to go that badly. I'm fine. No, it's true, though. But then also, yeah, so the thing that critics have noticed as well. So do you get doing these fun games gets you boosts, like in a video game. So, like, collecting coins or something. Buying stuff is worth more boosts. So, like, you'll get a certain number of boosts from promoting on social media, but that's free and everyone's on their phone all the time. To get the most boosts, you have to go and buy merchandise. And so it's like, okay, well, not only are you kind of... Already getting money for these tickets. Tickets are going to be so expensive because it's going to be an arena tour or a stadium tour. And then also you're making your fans spend so much money on merchandise. And also Taylor is massively profiting from it because... Views go up on YouTube, Spotify streams, which I know don't make that much money. But then I feel like all of her fans are buying her album and then yeah, also and then buying all of her the T-shirts. And then because you're high in the charts, you're getting like radio stuff and TV stuff. And it's just going huge. into Taylor's pocket, which I think at this point I would argue she probably doesn't need. And I know I think it's really cool the amount, especially after her recent winning her recent sexual harassment um, court case. She has given a lot of money to some great sexual abuse charities. Mm-hmm. She gave a lot of money to Kesha when she was like going through her whole court case. That I think is really cool. It's been widely known and reported what a business mind she has. She oh is my God, yeah. She on does top have of this all stuff. of her PR, which I mean, is probably why I think this is a bit of a mistake. <laughs> I feel mm. like if she had had an advisor, maybe they wouldn't it's have advised like, this. Maybe don't mention the VMAs again yeah maybe <laughs> it's been sh- 10 years anyway <laughs> veering into talking about the song <laughs> yeah. sorry stay away um i think though yeah she is across all revenues and ways that she can make money and that's one of them i think i yeah i agree with you i like to think she w- had good intentions yeah well i mean there must be a way because like i'm gonna go see hamilton next year are you no big deal Yes. When and how did you get tickets for that? I didn't even try to be fair, but when I saw they were coming out, I was like, I'd like to go to that and then did nothing. <laughs> and now I'm sad that I don't have tickets. So there is a funny story in that. Well, basically, yeah. So with Hamilton, you just have to like get in the queue for the tickets. My sister got a priority like early bird because she's such a Hamil fan. Is that because she bought loads of merch? She bought all of the Hamilton merch. She tweeted merch. about it loads. Yeah. So get she was Catherine further to forward. Hamilton. <laughs> she was further forward in that queue. Exclusively tweeting Lin-Manuel Miranda like, please. <laughs> but no, she had like an early bird thing. But they have a thing where if you buy tickets, you can't transfer them. So you can't buy them as gifts. So if you when you go to yeah, the theatre, you have to That's show your ID. Why everyone do that? Yeah. And it's the same with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is obviously like tickets for that. Tickets for Hamilton were going for something like $2,000 in in the US because they didn't have this ticket touting thing in place. So when it's opening in London, they're like, well, no, we're not going to let this happen. But the annoying thing is that, like, my sister bought tickets for our family and but didn't tell my parents. And then my mum also bought tickets for our family. So we have Hello. two lots of tickets. Hello. They're non-transferable, though. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're like, there are those people that are like, we didn't get tickets. And we're like, oh, we're going twice. 
Have you got them for the same night? No, different months. Oh, okay. So I'll go see it again. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You are greedy. (laughs) Greedy for. I know. Well, it's just like, maybe this is a sign that our... Like, we should communicate more. Yeah. <laughs> we have a watch every for a reason. It's a week. Yeah, a week link, maybe. But, yeah, you know, Hamilton is doing it. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child did it. Gla- Glastonbury does it. You have to register for tickets to go to Glastonbury. And yeah. if you get them, you can't transfer them. So I don't understand why it's and so hard for artists to do that. especially when it's a situation where that. you are picking them up or something. You need... Yeah, Showing maybe your ID. You just need to show ID or do... Like, it just means you can't buy them as gifts for people. But I would argue that's better than having your teenage daughter spending like hundreds and hundreds of pounds on Taylor Swift merchandise to yeah. ensure her place in a queue that, again, she still might not get the tickets. Yeah. It's just a queue. What a waste of life as well. I know. What a shame. I just feel like in the in, in this day and age, <laughs> seriously, in this day and age, technology is in an amazing place. We yeah. can do all kinds of crazy things in space. We can, like, we're doing amazing things in medicine. This is really we can't that find. We can't monitor just, paper tickets. Yeah, but you can. That's but the you point. Can, and people are not everyone is. Yeah, I mean, it's baffling to me. Yeah, I feel guilty if people follow me on Twitter and I don't follow them back. So I inadvertently follow like a lot of like Harry Styles fans. Oh, you're such a people pleaser. I know, <laughs> but care. Harry Styles fans are also a lot of times Taylor Swift fans, okay. and a lot of them are tweeting like hashtag Tay Tay, and I'm like, ah. Are you like, guys, you don't have to do these fun tasks? Like, guys, this isn't a fun... Are you having fun? Is this a fun time No, but for they'll you? be like, I will have fun when I'm at the Taylor concert. <laughs> it's not how Taylor Swift fans... I don't know who that was. That's not how Taylor Swift fans would talk at all. Um, I think, though, it sucks because as an artist, it's a business of sorts, but as an artist, you want to just be sharing your work and your new material Um you're covering your costs and obviously you're trying to make a profit, but those extortionate ticket prices are really unfair and they stop, mm. they block your fans from doing that and no one wants that. The artist isn't getting any of that extra money. So what's the thing? The artist hasn't lost anything in the sense of like they still have, you know, if you see an empty arena, it doesn't mean that the artist hasn't sold those tickets a lot of times. It means that they've sold them and just the person hasn't showed up. Yeah. So Rihanna having a half-empty arena means like she's still banked like all of those ticket money. Yeah. But she's also probably not like looking around at the empty seats, being like, mm, I'm "Just gonna half-ass it today." Yeah. She's not like having a chill show. But I would argue I'm sure she's also still doing the show, that merchandise is so expensive. Like, banned merchandise is not cheap. No, certainly not. That's why they have those fake I mean, guys outside. Being I mean, like, I have eh. bought many. I interviewed the guy from the 1975 and he had a go about people selling fake merchandise. Oh, my God. I went to see the 1975 with you and, and you I bought bu- fake merchandise. <laughs> that I still wear. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's better than anything that was on their website. And it's like my favorite T-shirt ever. <laughs> Did you just go redder and redder up? Just all the guilt. Yeah. That's why my picture with him is in black and white. <laughs> Gotta stay cool. But, like, I'm not ashamed to say that I have spent, like, £30 on a Bastille t-shirt that I have never worn. Do you have it just, like, framed and you just gaze at it? That's a lot of money for any t-shirt. Yeah. And I am an adult who earns a wage of sorts. (laughs) A wage of sorts, yeah. (laughs) A London wage. I'm not a teenager in, like, middle-of-nowhere America using her allowance. What's annoying, though, is that that's just, like, a screen-printed t-shirt that they've made hundreds and thousands of. It's no, like, craftsmanship in it. All right. So, no, no, no. I'm Is not... this like a day? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying it's annoying that they sell it for that much at all. Yeah, I know. Because they, it's only it's because like they a... can. Yeah, it's not hand-painted. Yeah, exactly. It's I not used like to hand-paint pillows and I 
sold them for less than that. And it yeah. took me hours, <laughs> hours of my life. They were gorgeous. Though. Thank you. I really like them. I, mean, I know we said we wouldn't go into the song, but I'm going to say, I don't think okay, she's... Okay, we're going to have to a little bit. I don't think she's sitting around listening to it, enjoying it, being like, yeah, this is one of the best pop tracks I've ever made. She's not yeah. saying that. She's like, look at all this controversy that I'm causing. Look at the world crumble around me. I just think she didn't need to bring Tom Hiddleston into it. Like oh, she does in the video. Go about this. <laughs> He's been through we enough. We get it. He's Nobody. the love of your life. He's been through enough, though, wouldn't you say? Just... And apparently, there are like eight of them to symbolize like her eight major relationships or some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I had to. Yeah, do that's a, exactly right. I had to do a full bulleted on all of the like hidden Easter eggs in the video. My dad. It was sent amazing. Hidden Easter. Egg. Like, isn't that's what they're called? Like Easter eggs are like hidden things. Not like physical Easter eggs, not like a Cadbury's Easter egg. <laughs> like a Fabergé egg, keep it classy. Um, my dad sent me um, an email today featuring an article from the Times that he thought I might have missed about Taylor Swift's video, which I really appreciate. Thank you so much. I'm obsessed. And um, he, I mean, sorry, not he because he didn't write the article. That would be incredible. <laughs> We'd be co-hosting this podcast with him if that was the case. It was um, by Catelyn Moran and she was saying that at the time she was writing it, the Taylor Swift video, conspiracy video, had more views than anything she could find on YouTube on JFK, <laughs> Trump, Obama, Putin. <laughs> what the conspiracy about what it means? Yeah, just like cons- so, yeah, more people are trying to work out Taylor Swift's video than who killed JFK. Yes. Wow. Um, making your fans buy loads of stuff is probably not the best way to tackle it. Yeah, I just think it's shit for bands and it's shit for fans. You're not coming across great by doing that. I yeah, don't think. I feel like I'm conveying Taylor a lot in my Kerr. facial expressions that doesn't work on a podcast. But again, we mm. have real issues marrying the visual <laughs> and the audio on this. But we don't want to do a vlog. We really don't want to do a vlog, you guys. And I also don't think, I don't think any of you want to watch that. I think people want to watch the vlog even less than they want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> So let's talk about Bake Off. Bake Off is back. The Great British Bake Off. It's back. It's different, but it's also very much the same. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the same. With we, adverts. We had our first episode last week. The premiere. People in it. It's basically the same apart from all different people. First episode last week roped in Channel 4's biggest ever audience. Unsurprising. Really? 6.8 million viewers. I think people were just like, I will not watch it. Yeah, but then I was a little bit like that. And then I was like... I can't be out of these conversations when people are talking about it tomorrow. So I absolutely tragic. was not like that because I love Noel Fielding so much. Yeah, you really do. I at one I point mm, in my no, life I, I thought he was, was work. the sexiest man alive. I'm not so kidding. So bizarre to me. Me now having a much better idea of your type. That is <laughs> what? Uh, like, but I do, I don't think he's anyone's type. He's the reason I like have four pairs of metallic boots. Is he the reason? He's the reason I've, I've ventured into metallic boots. Why oh. I own some capes. I think those are just great pieces that look amazing on you. Thank you. I don't think of him when I see you in them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've ascended <laughs> past Noel Fielding. I don't currently think he's the sexiest man alive. I'm talking, this was like five years ago when Back I was going through a weird days. dark time after dropping out of uni. Um, I think he's really good in Bake Off. No fielding. I think he is. I get and I'm very amused by the 
reactions of people saying his voiceover especially sounds like um, someone either a young teen boy meeting his girlfriend's parents for the first time or another tweet I saw which I loved was um, a teenager coming home and trying really really hard to pretend to his parents that he isn't drunk despite smelling strongly of hooch and links I love that what is hooch hooch is like it's gross alcopop it's a bit like um a bit like Smirnoff Ice oh this was another one before he'd started and you know how he's like super weird and all fielding it's like someone imagining what he would be his narration would be like and it's like we want a cake that looks like a crow's remorse after a night off your hoof in Dalston go <laughs> the day that it was announced I was listening to the radio and um the DJ was talking to Kasabian and asked Kasabian what they thought of him being announced as a new host of Bake Off and the lead singer was like oh yeah I was out with him the other night and like yeah he mentioned it but I like, had to keep it like this massive secret yeah it's like really cool that it's been announced now and in my head I was like that is so weird that he would be out with Kasabian all day I thought about that got to the end of the day realized the whole time I'd been thinking about Noel Edmonds <laughs> <laughs> Noel Edmonds of Deal or No Deal. The like image what of Noel idea. Edmonds hanging out with Kasabian. Also, yeah, Noel so Fielding much. like always joins Kasabian on stage for like. Um, yeah, apparently they're like best their... mates. Not yeah, something I knew. But I'm just imagining Noel Edmonds going on stage with Kasabian, like headlining a festival, just like, rocking Noel out. Noel Edmonds, Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that I do the radio with. When I announced, when I announced the news that Noel Fielding was taking <laughs> it, broke when it. I broke the story <laughs> that Noel Fielding was doing it. He was like, oh, so Noel can like not rejoin Oasis, but he can take a bake-off gig. And I was like, who do you think Noel Fielding is? <laughs> and he thought it was Noel Gallagher. <laughs> I mean, I know that I just chose to share that story about me thinking it was Noel Edmonds, but it would be way more embarrassing if my first realisation of that was on live national radio. Yeah, <laughs> it was live and we laughed for like 15 seconds. It was terrible radio to listen to, but it was so funny. I'm sure everyone else I just would love Noel laughing too. So Noel Gallagher on Bake Off would be so, so funny. I know, I was like, now. I went through all three Noels then. I read a really interesting article the other day that said that we are, as a nation, getting bored of mean reality shows. And that's why Bake Off does so well, because it is mm -hmm. literally the nicest show of all time. Yeah. And like, people are really disinterested in like Celebrity Big Brother and kind of like Geordie Shore I guess is kind of like all those yeah, ones where they just faded. do nothing but and fight. the arguments are the storylines yes. and then the animosity that follows yeah when Bake Off's like biggest controversy was an, a baked Alaska going out of the freezer and then the woman had to quit Bake Off <laughs> but that's a bit <laughs> God, I forgot about that but that is a bit and different someone changed, someone changed her Wikipedia page to like <laughs> I can't remember what her name was it was like Deborah, homemaker slash baked Alaska saboteur. <laughs> I um, think that that is a little bit different to something like Big Brother and Geordie Shaw at Al, though, because um, they are on the show because they have a skill and they're competing to be the best at that particular yeah, discipline. That's true. But then you look at like Project Runway and that always had loads of drama in it. Yeah, that's true. Also RuPaul's Drag Race. 
Yeah, but actually, no, I would say RuPaul's Drag Race is one of the nicest reality shows ever. And that's probably why people love it so much. Because they support each other. They su- Ru, Mama Ru supports them so much. And even when she eliminates them, she gives them like the most amazing speech as like motivation. It was like, you came here with a secret. And that secret is that you were amazing. <laughs> For anyone listening who doesn't know what RuPaul's Drag Race is, where have you been? You need to watch it. It's basically... America's Next Top Model with drag queens. Oh, it's so good. And with if RuPaul. you need some fabulous in your life, that's where you get it. But like, I think that's true. I, I'm, I'm not a very drama person. Like I get really anxious about fights and drama and conflict. So I think that's why I like a nice baking show where yeah. they just talk about Victoria's sponges all the time. It's interesting though, because I, re- I like MasterChef, but I'm not like glued to it in the same way that I am with Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, I mean, it's very similar, isn't it? So I've never watched MasterChef. Oh, it's, I'm I mean, not normally into cooking I mean, shows, I mean, but I love Bake Off. Cooking competition. Yeah, and I think that's how has Bake Off got that little X factor, if you will. The X factor of reality shows. The ironically, X factor. <laughs> but also, ironically, the X factor isn't the X factor. <laughs> the X factor famously doesn't have the X factor mm. for about 10 years. <laughs> but it's still back. It's still back. Um, Sorry, yeah, back on track. It's weird though, because I hate, I don't like baking anyway. I don't like the yeah. act of baking. I find it so boring. But also, but I could watch someone make a mini roll for hours. I get so tense about it as well. I'm so really stressed. Um, I have always thought that about cooking shows. It's weird, isn't it? Because such an absolutely massive industry is built on cooking TV shows when the main senses that you use to enjoy food you don't use when you're watching a cooking show like you can't smell the food and you can't taste what they make like i'm just gonna trust you're just using your sight to assume make assumptions yeah and famously you shouldn't eat with your eyes no your eyes might be bigger than your belly and then you're in real trouble yeah that is so true i've never really thought about that actually i will say because um michael sheen won celebrity bake-off a few years back there was like a charity one and then, but it, he won with a Pavlova that looked terrible. Oh. But apparently, it was amazing. But Pavlova. But I'll yeah. never know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never difficult. taste that passion fruit Pavlova. Pavlovas are the, the shabby chic of the food world, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Um, They're a bit rough around the edges. I went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago with some friends, and the father of the bride made an incredible six-tier Pavlova for oh the wedding cake, and it was <gasps> delicious. That's what I'd want as a wedding cake: that or cheese. They had both. Oh, my God. My Stop. best weekend of the year so far. In Love Island this year, a lot of people, a lot of the response to that was that you there wasn't that kind of bullying or cliqueiness. Yeah, or... they were all so nice at the end and everyone loved Camilla, who was like the sweetest kind of verging on boring person ever. But she was so nice. I mean, everyone did just kind of want to find love, apparently. Yeah, and that's, that's why nice. Liked it. And I'm a celeb last year with like Joel Domit and Scarlett Moffat was such a nice series and they all got on so well and they had like the best banter I hate that word but they had the best time together Mm. and it made great telly and actually I'm a celeb banned reality stars from after that I think before I think they made a choice I think they made it when I say say banned like they just didn't ask anyone it wasn't like reality shows like please let me in (laughs) but I mean they were probably oh yeah of course Scarlett Moffat's but Scarlett Moffat's a She's from Gogglebox. That's a reality TV show. But then Gogglebox again is another reality show that is just 
nice. It's not yeah. got any, it's just family sitting when watching telly. When I watch Gogglebox, it feels like I'm being hugged. So Bake Off's back and we're happy about it. Yeah. It does mean it's the end of summer, though. Yeah. Poo-poo. That is weird now because we're getting like strictly X Factor and yeah, Bake Off. Yeah, but also like loads of other good TV, also loads of the really good drama stuff. And TV like that makes shorter days a bit easier. Yeah, it also makes you feel less guilty for like staying inside and watching telly when you could be out socialising. If it's daylight outside, you're like, Meh. yeah. You're but like, if it's Meh. dark, you're like, well, I just po- can't possibly go out. Yeah, once it's dark, the winter is where I in, thrive. Yeah. <laughs> it's my time to shine. You love a chunky knit. I do. I love a chunky knit and a Netflix series. <laughs> I after I was so invested in Love Island. It's a joke. It's all I talked about. It is a joke. And then about I'd say. 10 minutes after the series ended could not have given less of a shit about it and we like got offered people to interview from Love Island and I was like I don't care anymore I follow not on this podcast (laughs) at work sorry Um, and I but I still follow so many former Bake Off contestants on Twitter I have no interest in baking but I just love seeing that they're doing well Tamal Ray tell me I just love him. Like he's What's just. It, does he tweet a lot? Is he he tweets a fair amount. Twittersphere? He's a doctor now. Who was a doctor then? He was a junior doctor then. Oh, okay. Now he's a full-on doc, and he does like science food videos for the Guardian. And he was oh, just like my number one hun. Like I honestly, I'd <laughs> I'd moved to Istanbul like the week of the final of Bake Off and I just had to go through so many like jump through so many hoops that I could get iPlayer in Istanbul just so I could ultimately see Tamal lose and it was too much for me to handle because I was so in love with him that's really tragic also another one of my loves that turned out to be gay yeah I mean, didn't really turn out like he always no. was. No, I also it was loved, revealed. <laughs> I also loved the way that he revealed it. He was in he, in just a really casual way. He was interviewed in something, and they were like, "So, are you single? Do you have a girlfriend?" And he was like, well, "I am single, but um, if I was with someone, it would be a boyfriend." And then the world <laughs> imploded, <laughs> and then hearts broke. Hearts broke around the country. But then I feel like maybe the ears of lots of boys also pricked up. Yeah. There's maybe, a lot of... maybe some other things pricked up as well. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, do you still do you follow Val on Twitter and she has like an obsessive love of Ed Sheeran? No. I don't follow it. No. Oh, Val Stones from like last season's yeah, I know Bake Off. Exactly who you're Ev- talking about, but I wouldn't follow her on Twitter. Every <laughs> every tweet that she sends, she tags Ed Sheeran in it. What regardless of what it's about. Yeah. Like just made a jam sponge at Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Because she like, oh, I bet he actually kind of loves it. I don't. There's there was a campaign to get Ed to meet Val, and they Aww. haven't met yet. But he did tweet her. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, he's a busy guy. He's busy. Busy singing Galway Girl every night. Okay, <laughs> relax with this ginger envy. It's too much. Anyway, Bake Off, good, happy, thumbs up. Noel Fielding, happy. Also, Sandy, Sandy Toxvig, also happy. We love you. I loved on the first episode that she showed up in a floral bomber, just being like, Mary's out, yeah. I'm in. Floral bombers are still here to stay. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, something I would recommend if you are a fan, if you're not a fan of Desert Island Discs, who are you? Her Desert Island Discs is so good. Oh. And she, have you listened to it? Yeah. It's so great. She says a really sweet she tells a really sweet story about um how when she came out to her dad his reaction and that he was actually so pleased because he thought that 
she or she'd never bought a boyfriend home obviously because she hadn't had one um she hadn't wanted one and he thought that she just didn't have any passion in her life and he worried for her that that was going to be oh i know that that was just going to be something that she didn't have in her life and he was so happy when she said that she was in a relationship with a woman because if she had that now are you choking up no i'm fine <laughs> every week we're gonna say something that we're obsessed with so i'll start if you want go for it um so we mentioned on like our first ever episode that we were obsessed with the charlie xcx boys video Mm -hmm. listen back if you want to hear some great gushing (laughs) into the archives well i got to meet the queen herself charlie xcx at reading festival over the weekend and i literally arranged an interview with her just so i could talk to her about the boys video and i opened it by going can we talk about the boys video for 700 hours please and she indulged me which was really nice yeah sure so i thought we'd hear from I don't want to say the horse's mouth because that always is horrible, but I just mean, do you want to just hear from Charlie herself? The original the source. Yeah, yeah. The guys were also positive about it as well. Like they felt really like involved in the process, which is really nice. I wanted them to be in these scenarios that are often considered like sexy or cute for girls to do. I really wanted someone to have a python, like a Britney Spears kind of homage, but everyone was too scared. So yeah, no one wanted to do it. Who did you approach to do it? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to call them out. There were some people who were like, mm, "I'm afraid I can't do it." I just want to know who it was. I'm dying to know. I bet it was Diplo. Oh, and he was like, "I'd rather have puppies," and she was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, sure. And I loved it because it's one of my favorite parts of the video. Yeah, but I did talk to one of the boys in the video as well. Tell us who. Number one, Han. Dan from Busty. <laughs> Super fan, right? Her. Super fan. Were you wearing the t-shirt that you paid thirty pounds? No, because oh, you've never worn it. No, I've never right. worn it. But I thought it was useful to know how a boy felt about being in the video. My, my 0.02 second yeah. cameo in that video. I really liked the idea. I thought it was really cool to to flip the sort of cliches of music videos and sexism in music videos on its head. One of our fans sent me a picture from Times Square my bit of the video advertising the song. There's a kind of weird irony to the fact that I absolutely hate being in music videos. I never want to be in our music videos. And somehow I'm in somebody else's video on a giant billboard bigger than anything Bastien have ever had in Times Square. Just keep talking, hun. <laughs> Just got some insight into the boys' video. Very cool. I mean, I could talk for hours, so I'll let you go on with your... Thanks. We've already done a podcast on it, so I feel like if we do... I a... already have talked for hours. <laughs> <laughs> We could go for further hours, but I, yeah, maybe, maybe that's all fair. Just reach into the back catalogue, guys. Uh, I am obsessed with Kim Kardashian's recent interview with Interview Magazine. Hello. Where she um, assumes the likeness, would we say, of Jackie Kennedy, the iconic figure. Not the first time it's been done, but it is my favourite. I am big fan and interested in the Kennedys as well as the Kardashians, my two favourite K families. <laughs> um, I have done extensive research into both. No, I loved it. I loved uh, Northwest being in it. Oh, she's growing into such a beautiful young girl now. She was great. She was also interviewed. She had some questions posed to her by the Federline boys, Britney Spears' sons. What? The headline was America's new first lady or something similar. Oh, and ouch, Melania. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Melania will be like, yeah. <laughs> whatever, I never asked for this. Um, but I thought 
they were really pushing, and again, not the first time this has been done with Kim either, really pushing for the whole, like, queen of our hearts thing, when, like, She's the queen know. of some hearts. I mean, she's queen of my heart, but I know that I I think I'm in a minority there. They had some motifs repeated. They had the two giant Dalmatians, which Matthew oh, Kennedy is really famously photographed with. that Made picture. me feel like, why do I go anywhere without being flanked by two da- giant Dalmatians? Like, why why do I bother? I sometimes think that I just would look really good with Dalmatians because I, I think that they well. would look good with my hair. But do you know what? They bark a lot. They also get really ill and they don't like kids. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe that's why she's holding North in that picture. Because <laughs> North is like, get me away from these dogs. They're so huge and they hate me. <laughs> you and I could be the Dalmatians. <laughs> that's your next birthday card. I'm going to Photoshop our faces onto those Dalmatians. Yes, please. <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> We're never, ever going to get easier to ask people to do this. We just had a whole chat about how we were going to do it. came to no conclusions. Please subscribe to the podcast. And rate and review as long as it's nice and it's five stars. That Those are the rules. Also, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your dogs. Tell your dogs, tell your neighbours. Tell people on the tube. Don't tell people on the tube. They'll look at you so weirdly if you're trying to talk to them. Hashtag it like Taylor Swift's marketing team. What would the hashtag be? Hashtag pop vultures to number one on iTunes. <laughs> that would be so cool. Imagine if that ever happened. Yeah. Did you obsess with? <clears throat> I'm obsessed with Sadie Toxic, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I, I think I am. <laughs> and so that's the end of the segment. Cool. Anyway, bye. <laughs>